Hello, everyone. We are back. Welcome to the Push My Buttons Games podcast. It's me. It's Luke. I'm back. And there's another voice that you might recognize from the last episode a year ago. It's Mike. <laughs> Who's that? Hey, what's That's up, you. everyone? Is that me? That's you. I learned it oh, yeah. today. Hi, everyone. I'm back all the way from Baltimore. It's probably why I sound like I'm coming through a tube right now. <laughs> My internet <laughs> connection is kind of lousy. He ran away so far that he ended up in the ocean. But I'm still here in your heart. Oh, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still talking to you. But yeah, I'm back. Sorry, I took Sweet. a year to get this episode out. Yeah, it's all right though. We're back, and there's another person that's been a guest before. I have. You have been I've, a guest before. I've done guest things before. It's Pat, <laughs> Panda Pat from Nerd Dome. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> um. And we have our new host. Sir, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. This is Jamie. Luke asked me to hop on and do the show with him. I'm looking forward to giving it a try. This guy is, this guy a, is like... Go ahead. That's, I was going to say, Jamie's not a real name. What's your actual name? Person <laughs> it's, who's not it's Jamie. Actually, it's actually Jamie. <laughs> no, he needs a nickname. That's what I'm getting at. Mm. Mm, we got to work on that. Let's brainstorm that one throughout the episode. Um, Cap? And that's what I go by. Like everywhere else is just I'm Cap for short for Captain America. Say his mm. name like a German. Jaime. 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 Yeah. So so we're back, guys. Um, so what I want to do, because again, soft reboot. Um type thing for the fifth time um but let's go around and we'll start with pat and kind of uh tell everyone a little bit bleh, a little bit about yourself and like your background in gaming like maybe uh, the best gaming memory that you've had or like a, a first one that pops into your head that's like recognizable and memorable <laughs> i remember my asshole siblings not letting me play mortal Kombat on the 64 because i was too young <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah. that was Mortal Kombat three, then, right? I, I no, I think it was two. No, it was no, it was Mortal Kombat anthology. Oh, that yeah. was so that so was the one Sub-Zero that was with no mask. No, Sub Zero with no mask came in in Mortal Kombat three. That was Sub Zero's brother. Yeah, I thought that was on sixty four. Nobody liked that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was so edgy with his scar, though. <laughs> he was an anime villain. Oh God. <laughs> That's did you I happen? Did you happen to play the uh, what was it? The Mortal Kombat Sub Zero Chronicles or Sub Zero? There was like there was mm-hmm. a Sub Zero game. Yeah, that yeah, one you ever was that definitely one? on sixty four. Yeah, I played that one. Yep, yeah, and it was a it was a horrible platformer. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. It was no Shaolin monks. Yeah. Did you happen to play that one, Pat? I uh, no, I did not. I don't Do you, remember that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, you should look um, it up because. They were thinking about doing like a Scorpion one and doing a series, but that sold so poorly. They didn't, they just canceled it after the first entry. I would have been okay if they did one, but it was all of the women. That would have been badass. And you could cheat. And Sindel played like um, uh, Tails and she could just fly around with her hair. <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> way cool. <laughs> That's right. It was, it was Mortal Kombat Mythologies. That was the. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Mike, you go next. 
What's up, everyone? So this is Dungeon Master Mike. Uh, obviously, I'm more in the tabletop, but I do play a lot of video games. So right now, I'm on a fighter game kick because mm-hmm. Evo announced their lineup. And I don't know. Have you have you followed the Evo uh, news, have, Luke? I saw, I saw the, the, the obviously the cancellation of it, but I hadn't seen anything after that. So it's the going still cancellation. The like the, the actual physical, yeah. Thing, you know? The physical event was canceled, but they're doing I think Twitch streams and everything, and people can still play by logging in. Um. So because of that, one game that has been on the roster for forever has been pulled off because its netcode sucks. Can you guess which one it was? Um. Is it a Smash Brothers? Oh yeah, Smash Brothers Ultimate got pulled off yep. because it sucks playing online. So they the just Switch, put the Switch doesn't know how to do things online yet. No, Nintendo doesn't know how to do things online. So Skullgirls actually replaced it. Uh, mm. But because because of Evo Evo's lineup, I have been playing Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. I've been playing Dragon Ball Fighters again, and I've picked up Skullgirls again. I've had that game for years, and I only had twenty minutes clocked on it, so I started playing yeah. that. Um, but other than fighting games, I've been playing Yakuza three, um, final fantasy seven remake and a new one that not very many people know about Pokemon insurgents. Which has been on. It's on your PC. Uh, it's an unofficial fan made Pokemon game, mm-hmm. but they they, they did it with like an adult story. Like when I say adult story, it's not like, you know, adult X rated, style story it's more just like it's like game of thrones style where like it's maybe that's the wrong comparison <laughs> but it's just kind of <laughs> what was pikachu doing with his sister <laughs> yeah. no, so no. it's it's just it's just a story it's a story for adults it was made on rpg maker but it got one of those like cult followings um, but the premise is like you wake up and you are your your dreams are being eaten by Gengar, and Mew comes to rescue you. Uh, but you are essentially fighting against these cults. So the, the cults are the are the Team Rocket members. Um, but then you get your once you're rescued by Mew, you pick your starter Pokemon, and then you go on the normal gym journey as you encounter these cults. And uh, th- what they do is they give you the three Kanto starters but they're different types. So Bulbasaur is a fairy psychic type. Uh, Charmander is a ghost dragon type and Squirtle is a dark fighting type. And, or you can choose Eevee and Eevee has its own mega evolution. So they got mega evolutions. They have everything up to gen six. Um, they've got, uh, the, the gym leaders, the gym leaders don't use a single type. They use multiple types. Um, and they, they mix up, they kind of do their own Alolan Galar, you know, where they take the same Pokemon, Aversion. but they give it different yeah, types. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of mix up the Pokemon types as well. Um, and it's a lot of fun. You can download it for free. It's like 700 where, megabytes. So where, it's kind of... Where can you get it at? Uh, if you just type in Pokemon Insurgents, there is like the actual... In fact, what I'm probably going to do... Yeah, I want to just look it up right now because I'm doing this from home. Um, while you're while you're doing that, uh, Jamie, go ahead and uh, go ahead and give us a little bit about your background in gaming and your first gaming memory, and then you can just go into the games that you're currently playing too, because I know that both of you kind of wanted to talk about Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Remake. Before 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 we do that, it's p-insurgents.com. 
Cool. So if you want to check it out, you can download it. It's 700 megabytes. You just open it up. You unzip it. You just run the the EXE, and you're playing a Pokemon game, homemade. It's fun. Oh, that sounds really cool. I'm going to check it out tonight. Cool. All right. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, man. My first gaming memory. Um, I was thinking about that. Um, other than like Oregon Trail, you know, in school, you know, back in the classroom. Uh, mm-hmm. At Christmas, we all got Nintendos. Like all my cousins all got the NES for Christmas. So I think that was one of the like first times getting really into gaming was everybody playing Mario Brothers. We could go to each other's houses. We didn't have to take consoles and stuff. So yeah, everybody, you're either playing Mario Brothers or you're playing Duck Hunt and you're all trying to cheat and get as close to the TV yep. as And it made it worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, you're cheating. You got to step far back and really try to do it that way. Um, another gaming memory I had is the first Pokemon games. Um, my, one of my best friends in high school, uh, we played red and blue together on like bus trips and stuff for track and field. So if I remember right, I had the red cartridge and he had blue and then we were able to swap back and forth. So that was some good gaming there. And then like N64 Goldeneye games. So mm. those are some of the best memories I have, you know, the early, early Nintendo type stuff. Um, cool. I, don't, I did have one cousin with a Sega Genesis, so when I went to his house, that's the cool cousin. Yeah, that's when I played Sonic. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only time I could play Sonic, and he also had the Game Gear, and that thing ate batteries. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. I got I for my Game Gear that I have at my house. I got the uh, rechargeable ones, mm-hmm. and I got a set of uh, was it like four, four or six, however many it takes to run that thing. I, I bought double that. I go. I bought double that so I can charge the ones. <laughs> one planet, right? Oh man, that thing ate so many. The Game Boy was four, and I think the Game Gear was six. Yeah, right? yeah. Um. So, what games have you been playing uh, lately? Um. I, last week, I uh, got my Platinum and Lego City Undercover on the the PS4. So that was Platinum number fifty five for me. So. so yeah, this is something Damn. about Jamie. He does this. All I see in my PlayStation feed is Jamie's platinum achievements. You actually plat games? That's insane. I know. It's a it's a sick habit, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> See, we found one. He's like a unicorn. <laughs> um, I, I've been trying to keep up with a couple other friends, but I'm way behind. I have... Uh, one friend There's more of you. <laughs> I have one friend at 88, I think, and another friend at 85. So I'm totally way behind the game on that one. So uh, that was definitely a fun game. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect. I think I got it for seven, eight bucks on the PlayStation Store uh, like a month ago during one of the sales. I think it was like eight bucks. Um, I think it was like 50 hours, probably to platinum everything. Um, story mode was great. Um, a little different take on Lego. Tons of gold bricks to find. Um, really, because mm-hmm. you're playing as Chase McCain, and you're um, normally like, and you get the different character that can do different things. For him, it's different outfits that do different things. So, and then you can also get city people and stuff like that to to do the different abilities that you need to do things. Um, I had no issues doing just story mode, but when I got into free play, the game crashed a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. That got frustrating, and one time my save file did get corrupted, and luckily I was smart enough to go, hey, it's PlayStation Plus. I downloaded the previous day's save file. Oh, so you didn't lose. I was able to recover, because, yeah, I was in free play mode, and I think I was at, like, 200 out of 250 gold bricks at the time, so I was like, no. That's Uh, crazy. 
right? Because you're like, oh, I don't want to start that all over again. Um, so that's just one of the things that became annoying with that game was I think almost every other day it would crash on me after a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, so I was glad to be done with it. Definitely a fun little story, but definitely a good Lego game. Uh, after that, uh, I've been playing RE5 with a buddy. Uh, we played it back in the, oh gosh, what was that, like 10 years ago when that first came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played through RE5 and RE6. So we both picked up the RE4, the RE5, RE6 pack remakes for the PlayStation 4. And so we've been doing some co-op in there. So it's a fun little distraction too. We'll do a few chapters every week or so. So it's a nice little, but man, the controls, I have to remember every time I'm playing, <laughs> the controls. Who plays Shiva? Uh, he is playing Shiva right now. I'm Chris because <laughs> I've got the bulging biceps. <laughs> I love playing Shiva. <laughs> yeah, we got we both uh, Pat and I both picked up Resident Evil to si- six to play co op. We haven't had a chance to actually do it yet, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just like that every time I'm like, sir, I need a hub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also started Sekiro. I probably got through maybe a third of the game. Um, someone's backloaded and I'm probably gonna have to go back to the original area to get back the timing on that game. Um, mm-hmm. Are you going to plat that one too? Uh, that is the plan, but the uh-huh. game is definitely harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I, <laughs> I could, I could feel you on that. Uh, Mike. Well, okay. So remember, remember how I, you and I had an argument on this podcast. Remember uh-huh. that Luke yep. about like Sekiro doesn't need to lower its difficulty, but eventually I had to concede. Well, I ended up dropping the game. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't finish it, and I don't want to finish it. Thing. <laughs> I mean, I finished all the Souls games. I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't finish Sekiro. Sekiro. Yeah, I have another friend who's finished it. He has not platinumed it. Um, he definitely said, "Yeah, it's definitely you just got to get into the timing, get your groove." Uh, and I agree. There's times I'm like, "Man, I'm I've got it," and then I'll just walk in and I get owned, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Um, well, because every fight's a struggle. It's not. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's it's a, not a hack and slasher, right? That's the hard part. You got to remind yourself. I am ninja or samurai, really more samurai in this one. Um, so you're like, I got to take these dudes out like one at a time, maybe two at a time, but any more than that, and you're you're getting owned. So yeah. Um, and then, even uh, in, even in Dark Souls, you can just kind of run through a section or two, and you're fine. I haven't tried those. I did try Bloodborne because it came out and it was free and everyone raved about it and I couldn't get to the first save point. So it's another one of those I need to go back to. Bloodborne is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it that first little bit. And uh, I still remember I talked to the guy at work and I was like, I beat the first thing you come to with my bare hands. Like, and he goes, are you kidding me? I'm like, dude, it took me a while, but I finally beat that thing, whatever it was. And I didn't have a weapon. Like when you get a weapon, he goes, you should have got it in the original area. And I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> have to die first. <laughs> <laughs> you die first, then you get your weapon, then you go back and you own them. Yeah, and I missed the weapon somehow, so I was just owning it with my hands, and somehow I finally did it. <laughs> he was like, dude, I don't know anyone else who could do that. And I said, uh, yeah, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, go ahead. Uh, oh, uh, I have just two others. Um, so those are kind of the main... So I finished Lego City Undercover, playing RE5 with a buddy. Sekiro's kind of on the back burner... Um, I did. I got the Assassin's Creed three remake, so I did all of Assassin's Creed three, and now I'm picking up Liberation because I want to get that game off my hard drive. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did play Liberation when it was on the Vita, and I never platinumed it. But this one should be a pretty quick one, I think. I just want to finish up the story and remember all of that story with with her. I've played like the first two missions, and I was like, 
feels a little bit better than the Vita, but uh, I'm thinking the remake that they did for that. And then uh, I, I did start Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I stopped at Chapter 5. Um, I just needed a, I needed a break, and uh, I was at a point where I just needed a game to play that I didn't mm-hmm. have to think about, really. And that's when I picked up LEGO City Undercover. Um, well, there's a lot of stuff that was going on. I was, like, overwhelmed. I was like, I need a game where I don't need to, like, focus on story, um, have a good time, and just kind of... Uh, what do you call those types of games where you're just like, it's like almost, I want to say brain numbing, but it's not. Yeah. Just just not something that you have to put all your attention towards something that you can kind of just zone out playing. Yeah. And like, I could easily just pick up and go. And and like, that's, that's that's called uh, for me, that's called Xenoverse (laughs) two. I play the hell out of that game. Um, so uh, kind of how Mike said he was on a, uh, a fighter kick. I've been on a, a first person shooter kick lately. Um, I picked up um, the new uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, um, mostly because I wanted to play the campaign. I remember really loving all the other Modern Warfare uh, campaigns, uh, so I wanted to jump into this one and see see what was what was going on. Um, again, th- it looks great. Um, it t- it just took me a minute to kind of get back into the groove of playing a Call of Duty. Um, because I've pretty much primarily been playing like Ghost Recon and um, like the Battlefield games, which are a different kind of first-person shooter than Call of Duty. Call of Duty is a little more fast-paced, kind of just frantic, you know. And I had to like unlearn like sometimes you don't need to aim for two seconds; you can kind of just shoot. <laughs> um, hmm. But so that one, I've kind of I've started to get my feet back under me, and I've been playing a lot of multiplayer, just kind of going through there, getting the, unlocking all the guns and stuff like that. Um, and I did mention I uh, played Battlefield. I did pick up Battlefield Five, the new, uh, the newest one, the uh, the World War Two one. Um, I haven't beat the campaign on that one because they do the they do the stories. Um, so like the first story you play, you are like early early like british oss like so before the the sas and you're in like north africa which is a nice kind of change of scenery from you know belgium and france and germany like all the other world war ii games um the second one you play as a uh norwegian resistance fighter uh chick uh, in occupied norway uh, and then you play as a um, the next chapter you play is like a North African um, soldier um, fighting with the British. Uh, and then the very last chapter, which I thought was kind of different, is you play a Nazi tank commander is the last one. You usually don't play that side of the of the fight um, most of the time because, you know, Nazis are bad. Uh but I haven't played that one yet, but it looks like it's a lot of like armored tank stuff. So that, that could be fun. Um, and then I also picked up and I, of course I picked it up last month and it's the PlayStation four free game, uh, this month, uh, call it early world war two. This, I have, I have a skill to pick up whatever game is going to be free a couple <laughs> weeks before they announce it. I swear it is, it's the worst superpower to have. Um, but I liked, I liked uh, the World War II Call of Duty. The, uh, the cinematics in the campaign were amazing. Like, I was like, you could make an entire movie out of this. Like, it was it, like I'd watch an animated movie. They have Josh Dumel plays like your drunk sergeant guy. 
and it you know it's josh demel acting and it's it's awesome um but yeah so i've been kind of on a the shooter kick i'm I'm still there um so i'll probably be playing that and i bounce back and forth between xbox and playstation on those games uh pat Mm. um so i've been feeling really nostalgic lately so i've been playing the first fear um i'm not very good at it and i've never been but i have (laughs) wanted to play that for a long time i never got to it i love the story like i'm i like horror games but i scare easily (laughs) but the story for that series is so good like i really wish they would just write a book or something and do a comic book i would be so happy um but yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. It's on a PlayStation plus right now. And I think it still holds up pretty well. So that's what I'll, have to, I'll have to grab it. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I was trying to play mortal Kombat. I thought I was good at fighting games. I am not good at mortal Kombat. <laughs> 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 so I've been trying to do all the fatalities and the only character that I really enjoy playing right now is Sidel, which is a surprise. Cause I've never liked playing her. Um, so that's what I've been doing. And then obviously I uh, re-upped my subscription for Final Fantasy 14 and I've been playing that online. What server? Uh, Leviathan. Oh, I'm on Ultros. Oh, lame. Uh, nah. <laughs> I have, a, I have, I have a, a friend who started a guild on Ultros, so he re-invited me back. I've been playing it for like three months now. Yeah, that's so. about how, much, how long I've been playing it. Uh, they had a deal... The newest expansion went on sale, and so I'm like, I'll get back into it. And I've been maining a healer, which I did. I did a the summoner healer before, and I didn't like it very much. So I'm just main white mage, and that's way better. Mm-hmm. But that they can- changed all of the they changed all of the um, the skills and stuff. Like you don't have stone skin anymore and things like that. So I don't I don't know if it's I think it's better. Most people don't like what they changed, though. I like it. I I play the tank, but it stresses me out too much. <laughs> I Can't. always I always tank in those games. Yeah. That's what I'm good at. <laughs> well, you feel like the hero because like all the enemies are focused on you, and you're like, yeah. And then everyone else is kind of like, you know, a side piece. The 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 frustrating part is when you have you and then a squad of DPS that are constantly pulling the attention away from you and you have to like, God damn it. Get back here. <laughs> you can't you hold come, hate. <laughs> come back here. You come back here. Stop it. Stop um, with the spike damage, please. I think every tank needs to play healer so that they can understand both sides of it because you'll be a better tank. If you play healer. Hmm. Sage ass advice. Mm. Good advice. Um, yeah. I'll have to do that. I just don't know what type of healing I want to play. Uh, okay, guys. So we're um, next segment. We're gonna cut into some news. I guess we have to talk about this first part. Um, every <laughs> March, April, spring time, we have been running a big uh, competition on <laughs> um, on our Facebook page that a lot of you voted for, and we love it. Um, last time we did the best um, fighting character from a, a fighting game franchise and uh, it came down to scorpion and sub-zero like most people thought it would um and sub-zero ended up being on top on that one so this time we did the best platformer character um and we had a lot of good entries and there were a couple upsets in there that i was i was shocked Mm -hmm. about um 
But as you probably think it would, um, it came down to Mario versus Sonic. And the... um, Was it Sonic? Did he win? (laughs) Who won there, Luke? Shut up, Mike. (laughs) Why do you hate me? Um, I'm rooting for him. Go, Sonic! Uh, well, he lost 66% to 34%, uh, 89, oh, 189 geez. votes. Um, so thanks, everyone who voted for oh. you, even though you voted wrong. But the best part about it is I can look and see which of my friends to send stuff to when Christmas rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> Lame and predictable. Uh-huh. And I Sonic can see- lost... He lost in the 90s. You need to give it up. Number one (laughs) person on my list that voted for Son or that voted for Mario is no other than Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) The very first person. And now I'm looking just to confirm that it was only one traitor to the cause. There's Mike. Good job. And Pat. Good job. (laughs) You all voted with your heart correctly for sonic the hedgehog i thought it was my heart correctly too cappy's a parasite um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so mario won um if you guys like i'm i am more than willing to do more the you know more than one a year on these um so if you guys the listeners out there have any suggestions of what you want us to do just throw it in the comments and then we'll uh, we'll go through and and put together another uh another bracket challenge because those are always fun for me um, you know have you ever played mugen or a mugen engine fighting game no do you know what it is no so it's pretty much rpg maker but for fighting games hmm. and there are memes about it but it's essentially Ultimate, what was what's that song called? It's the Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. The game, yeah. So, um, you can have I, I've seen Cloud Strife fight uh, a Sephiroth version of no, like a Sephiroth version of Ronald McDonald. Um, (laughs) I have seen, um, I have seen Patrick Starr from SpongeBob fight. jojo from the jojo's bizarre adventure uh, you can, there's a whole twitter and like dedicated to it but anyway the point that i was trying to get at is um we should have a like you have to do this locally like maybe at a con or something um but like have a mugen tournament where like no, so we just download a build a mugen that has like a thousand characters and it's uh-huh. a build that no one's really played like a very like special build maybe in the tabletop section i still i'm still friends of whenever fan X does their thing um, mm. have like a, hold fun. like a Mug- hold a Mugen tournament for the listeners. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'd be down because everyone wants to know who wins in a fight: Godzilla or Rocky Balboa. Um, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all comes down to if there's people there to chant Rocky or not. Um, because if there is, I mean, Godzilla's wrecked. Um. <laughs> All right, so the the next news announcement announcement is kind of moot now, uh, but Sony was going to host their event for the PlayStation Five on the fourth of June. Um, they recently canceled it due to all of the uh, 
stuff that's going on in the in the country right now. Uh, but it was going to be about an hour, and it was going to showcase uh, a lot of the new uh, PS5 games. Um, so see, actually, the first real gameplay um, from the console. Um, they haven't really shared any details or anything like that, in it, but it is still set to be released this year. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, I didn't put it in our show notes, but I did read that the the uh, um, the CEO, uh, the Jim Ryan, uh, he did say that the PS5 isn't going to be cheap, but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth the cost or something like uh, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing here, but which is which is strange due to uh you know phil spencer coming out and saying that the new xbox won't be any more expensive than the place or the xbox one oh so i'm interested to see what the price points are going to be at release yeah um and I, honestly um it really does go back and forth between playstation and xbox because the PS2 had the upper hand on the original Xbox. And then the 360 came out, and the 360 was the, um, you know, arguably to certain people, was the better console over the, over the PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, and then PS4 and Xbox One came out, and the PS4 was better than the Xbox, because Xbox tried to do way too much. Uh, and and they I, piss off a bunch of people and lost rights, exclusive rights to some of the games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they never recover from that uh, system reveal when yeah. it was barely coming out. But at the end of the generation, Xbox has but with the with the Pro or not the Pro the the One X and um, all the backwards compatibility and the crossplay and all that stuff. They've been making a lot of progress at the end of this generation. So I feel like what'll happen again is they'll come out strong, like kind of going on the trajectory they are and then they'll get there and they'll be like okay cool we don't need to do anything else and playstation will then you know bump their game up and then they'll end up you know by the end of this next generation it'll almost be even like it is right now between ps4 and xbox it's about even and i just think it's just just kind of just waxing and waning for each of these each of these companies I mean, it doesn't matter to me because I want them to compete with each other because I have both of them. And when they're pushing each other, we get better games, we get better hardware, we get better, you know, better stuff. So go ahead, keep fighting. It's better for us. Exactly. Yeah, you want to have some competition out there. Um, Mike, do you have the do you have the notes up? Yeah, I do. Do you want to do the uh, next news? Well, news pitch? I don't. I didn't really know that this was a thing, but Kate Blanchett is officially joining the Borderlands movie. I I'm 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 not a big Borderlands player. Neither, neither am I. I I mean I played Borderlands two for like maybe eight hours, and I liked it. Um, but the problem is I'm just not really big into the the loot, like the the loot loop. I guess is what you call it, where you run through a game, where you run through a, a segment. 
and you mm-hmm. get a certain amount of loot and you equip the best loot or the loot that works for your character concept better and then you run it again and then you run it again and then you beat the game you run it again and then you beat the game again and you run it again at a higher difficulty yeah it's just that just doesn't really appeal to me but i know mm-hmm. it appeals to a lot of people personally I kind of got turned off of Borderlands 2 because like you can tell it's already a relic of its time and it's less than 10 years old. It's like seven mm-hmm. because they use, they use words in it that we don't use anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so like I was like, Oh, okay. But yeah, offic- I, I guess officially Kate Blanchett is uh Borderlands is in the Borderlands movie, uh, which has been Eli Roth is doing it. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. It'd be a strange movie. Eli Roth doing Borderlands. That's a concept. Anyway, that, okay. So that I'm interested now. Um, (laughs) uh, She is going to star as Lilith um, as claimed by the Hollywood reporter. So has this been confirmed or is this like a leak from Hollywood? Confirmed. Okay. Um, So she's been in the running since May. Oh, that's why I haven't heard anything about it because it's, she threw her hat in the ring in May, but I was more concerned with not getting a virus. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't, I wasn't really paying attention to that. Um, but it's been in development since 2016, the movie itself, and it's been in development hell. Um, Lionsgate is backing the film and things, things are, it seems things are starting to move forward. Um, I don't know who Lilith is, who is the character Kate Blanchett supposed to be playing. Does anyone have any idea? Just the, the main female. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's the main female. She's a siren, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's the, um, she's that voice in the face that you see that kind of guides you from quest to quest, right? No, she's, she's a playable character. Oh, okay. Who was I talking about then? I don't know. I didn't play enough of it. I just remember oh, Lilith. Yeah, remember. yeah oh, the si- the siren. That's a that's a class. Uh, everyone who plays Borderlands, who's listening to this, just shut off the podcast already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, Mike. No. Yeah, because I am not the right person to do this piece of news. But um, <laughs> not, the movie is not in production quite yet. It's going to be moving forward, hopefully, as uh, COVID the COVID kind of like lightens up, but we may see the spike in that in uh, the coming months. So it's going to really depend, Um, but it's moving forward. They're just kind of waiting for it to be safe. Yeah. Um, Jamie, you want to get the next one? Sure. This one I'm excited about. Oh yeah. Um, Man, I remember when this first came out. So it looks like final fantasy crystal chronicles has a release date finally after being delayed. So it looks like that was delayed back in December of 2019. And so therefore we missed the, it's original release day back in January. And it looks like now it's going to come out August 27th of this year for Android iOS devices, Nintendo switch and PlayStation four, man, which one do you go with for that? I mean, do you want the portability or do you want like the graphics of the PlayStation four? Curious how to be that. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say just to be honest, like if it's a remaster, right? So I think the graphics may be the same. Yeah, yeah still toony too. Yeah, see, yeah. that's why I think it lends itself to the Switch maybe a little bit better because it's both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of those I was thinking I would probably get that on the Switch, and then but seeing Android, Android and iOS, I was wondering if it'd be like the Final Fantasy uh, Five, right, where they made the special version 
for for the hand for the mobile, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made it more tuny, so maybe I wonder if that's how they're doing this. And since it's that kind of tuny and it's a remaster, I wonder if that's how they can hit all those platforms. See, this is where the struggle I have is: do I go switch so it's portable or four for trophies? I mean, uh, <laughs> the struggle well, is can, real. <laughs> you can't really go anywhere right now, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that news came via the, the PlayStation blog. Uh, looks like Duncan Heaney discussed some of the new features that had uh, been added to the remastered uh, game. Looks like he's added in crossplay with online support, improved audio and visual enhancements, new character voiceovers and dungeons, and more. Don't you love the end more? Like, they've got Jeez, me excited. Always. <laughs> Um, so along with that, they, uh, what else did they give? They gave a brief, uh, overview trailer showing off the, uh, Crystal Chronicle, Crystal Chronicles remastered editions modifications. So that's interesting. I'll have to go watch that trailer. I, yeah, that was out on GameCube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it w- well, it was on GameCube and in order for someone else to play, they had to have a Game Boy Advance and the proper connection. Oh yeah. That's why so that's the reason why I never finished the game because you can play as a single player or you can play with the group. But the single player it wasn't as fun because there were mechanics in it that were really meant to be playing with others. And I really really wanted to finish that game, but I I I couldn't because the single player had like half the features. It wasn't as fun. Yeah. So I found I, that game annoying. <laughs> I couldn't I hated walking around with the lantern I well that's why it. yeah like if you had a whole team of four you can like take turns carrying the bucket but mm-hmm. uh when you're playing by yourself that's like it just kind of got it got really irritating mm-hmm. all right yeah, that's like the uh resident evil 5 like i love playing that with my buddy but i never want to play that game single player it's, it's nice having a partner who knows what they're doing <laughs> yeah um don't worry guys i'll get the next two news stories <laughs> um, uh, i wonder why <laughs> so apparently there's some big sega news teased uh over this last week from the japanese uh gaming uh magazine is it famitsu i'm guessing is how you pronounce that um so you know usually the summer months we get like the big video game announcements because of e3 but there is no e3 um but we are still gonna get plenty of big announcements and it appears sega is preparing something big that's going to debut in that magazine uh the leak came from one of its its writers um but they report that the the japanese uh, technology journalist uh Nijin, oh my god why did i put this name in here <laughs> nenji nishikawa uh teased a huge scoop coming uh, in next week's magazine. He compared it to the scale of the PS five exclusive that hit wired last year uh, and later confirmed that it involves Sega. Uh, the announcement is uh, set to be coming June 4th, just after the 60th anniversary of the company. So, um, so there's other, other Japanese industry watchers uh, have since claimed um has uh, since chimed in with more details, mostly on what the announcement isn't. Um, analyst uh, Daniel Ahmad uh, cited a Chinese source who shot down the rumors of the announcement involving Sega working with Microsoft to rebrand and launch the Xbox Series X in Japan. Um, and they also, uh, uh, there's someone else that added that the, the T's never mentioned Microsoft and pointed out that the journal- journalist is. 
known for being kind of a fabulous, like making stuff big. Um, but when I was reading this article, that idea of Sega rebranding and launching the Xbox in Japan as a Sega something makes sense because you know Xbox isn't a big thing over there. It's not you know PlayStation's got the Japanese market on lockdown. And I was like, if Microsoft wanted to do something like that, they would have to partner with a Sega or a Nintendo to release their stuff over there to kind of get that push. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm really hoping for is it's going to be a a new console. I it's it's a stretch. It's a stretch, and probably not going to happen. But in my heart of hearts. It's it's the next it's the next generation Sega console that I've that I've wanted, and I will pre-order immediately. Even if it's only available in Japan, I will I will send my toe to the Yakuza. I do not care. I will get me a Sega. Um, but yeah, or or it could just be another mini console. Maybe like it's a mini Dreamcast and Saturn in one. Hmm. I could hmm. see that. I could see that as well too. So, yeah, it's 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 hard to tell, but uh, I'm excited that we're actually getting Sega news. So you're almost hoping it's like the Dreamcast Classic or whatever they want to call the yeah, mini, I mean, mini console. I would prefer a new console with new games and stuff, but I would not be surprised if it was a Dreamcast Mini or a Classic or whatever they want to call it. Um. But sticking with Sega, um, so since the last time we talked, uh, Mike and I were having a discussion about the uh, them stopping and retooling and, and changing Sonic from the way he looked in the movie to, <laughs> to a new way. So see, we're just continuing on from a year ago, Mike. The movie came out. <laughs> Tell me what you thought, Mike. Okay, here's the thing. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good movie, but, and that's a huge ass. Okay. But it like, if that Sonic looked like how it was originally supposed to be planned, uh-huh. I, I would, it would be a meme. Movie. I would not have gotten into it hmm. um, because the movie, I mean, like it was, it's, it's made for kids, right? Mm. When you watch that, you have like, you have to realize they're not making the movie for adults. It's more like there's nods for adults. And if you were an adult, you're like, Oh, cool. I, you know, I, I really liked this as a kid, but they aimed it for, they aimed it for children. Um, and the fact that Sonic looked the way he did, I thought was a big, a big plus for me. But if he didn't look that way, if he kept the weird human hands and like the spaced out eyes and the semi realistic thighs. It was just, no, I couldn't, I would not have been able to do it. Muscular hairy legs. Oh man. The, man, the, the hairs had muscles on them. Oh, he's so ready to sprint okay, for so, you, Mike. So I'm, I'm actually going to post in, in the Facebook messenger thread, uh, some, the, how I thought tails was going to look like. So as you oh, guys talk about I this, this, I know. Yeah, this. Luke knows this. But as you guys talk, I'll let you know. I want to record the reaction. Nightmare fuel. Um, <laughs> yeah. So has everyone here seen the Sonic movie? Yes. I have not. Oh, sir. No. <laughs> Luke, oh, sir. I'm, just, I'm just hitting you in the stomach today, man. Oh. With the... 
over and over That's and over again. That's why he didn't vote for Sonic. He doesn't <laughs> know how amazing it is. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, they made the movie for kids and for Luke. I mean, that's what I heard from Mike. Okay, so when I saw the movie, you know how they do, like, at the Marvel movies, they do the, you know, comic book flip, and it plays the little bit of music, and it, you know, shows all the other stuff, and then it, you know, reveals to be the Marvel logo. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing, but with Sega. So they had like Sonic and Streets of Rage and Echo the Dolphin, my childhood. And it was playing this big orchestral thing that was just building up and building up and building up. And then it gets to the top and then it goes, Sega. And I was, I was legit tears going down the side of my face in happiness because I have been waiting for this since I was like eight. Um <laughs> I just sent in the the image. It's so creepy. <laughs> I hate Everyone, it. Check it's a it out. Stuffed fox. <laughs> yep, nightmare fuel. <laughs> I loved it. I was laughing first. Uh, well, well, maybe we'll put that in as our. Oh my our gosh! <laughs> Which circle of the night? <laughs> if you, if you're listening lost. to this now, it will be our album art. <laughs> How is that tails? <laughs> I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> it's like the creepy stare too, and everything. It's, it's like, gotta go oh. fast. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah. God, uh, now now I gotta know what was their idea for Knuckles, man. What would they have done with Knuckles? I don't know, but apparently he knows the way. He would have actually had four dicks. No, no. <laughs> An actual echidna. <laughs> no. um, so anyway, back to my emotions in Sonic. Um, no, I I loved it, uh, and then see because i went and took my daughter to see it and seeing her reaction to it as well and how excited she was was amazing quit looking at the picture mike <laughs> i'm just thinking about it i'm not even looking at it like, um, i'm sorry the, this tails is looking into my soul I, oh man um, i can't look away but um so we gave you a mild spoiler that like tails shows up at the very end leading the leading the you know to what this story is about that it's going the sonic the hedgehog movie is going to be getting a sequel and when i was leaving the movie theater with my kid i have never had her just like keep talking about a movie and keep talking about it even after we've We've been out of it, and she was like, "Oh, and then the next one, they could do this, and they could do this." The entire ride home, she was so hyped on it. Um, so that's that's why I was like, "They've got to do a second one." I have, I don't think I've told her yet that they're doing a new one. Um, but Paramount Pictures and Sega confirmed on the twenty eighth of May in uh, Variety uh, that the the director and screenwriter uh, screenwriters will be returning. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog movie had Ben Schwartz playing Sonic and James Marsden as a human cop. Uh, and then Jim Carrey as Robotnik. Jim Carrey as Robotnik at an 11 was something that I have missed since like the 90s mm-hmm. of him just being eccentric and crazy, uh, you know, like Ace Ventura or The Mask or Liar Liar. Like I haven't seen Jim Carrey do that in a while. So it was so refreshing to see him do that again. Um, 
so I'm excited to see if they get him back. Um, what what he'll bring what he'll bring to the next movie. Um, so a uh, funny thing about Sonic is it was one of the last movies uh, that we could all go see <laughs> before <laughs> before the COVID shut everything down. Um, so it's like that and Birds of Prey were the last big, um, last big, uh, movie releases, um, before, before they stopped everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. Everyone should be excited. Everything is good. Uh, Jamie, you were talking about Assassin's Creed earlier. Do you want to do the next one? Oh, should it be me or should it be Pat? Pat's furiously <laughs> shaking her head. No. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> it's all she, good. She reacts to the news. I know. I, I was going to say, this is one I thought she was excited for was we were chatting briefly, but yeah. Uh, I, Assassin's, I know. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It is coming this holiday season to Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, PS4, PC, and Stadia. Whew. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been speculation to be Vikings for a while. Um, I believe. Yeah, they I used. Hearing. Yeah, the the early the early leaks were it was going to be Assassin's Creed Ragnarok, and there was like some leaked footage, and they were like, "No, no, it's not true. It's not real." Yeah, yeah, it was. They just changed the name <laughs> after after doing Origin. It's not a surprise that they would do Vikings. Yeah, and Odyssey too. Egypt. Odyssey was amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, especially I after uh, God of War, it was so successful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another yeah. game they made directly for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, in this one, we're gonna play as a Viking warrior who leads a clan out of Norway and begins raiding English towns during the Dark Ages. So when we're not lo- looting or and plundering, you can build and grow your own settlement to gain power in the region. Hmm, sounds almost like Assassin's Creed Three, which I just finished, where you're kind of doing your little settlement there. That's what Ryan was equating it to over at nerd dome. When we talked about this. Yeah. Um, so you can make uh, your character be either male or female. That's interesting. And yes! can... <laughs> that's what I'm excited for. What's, you need to what's, play the, what's yeah. the name they're giving him? Is it Ivor? Ivor. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be able to make that character Ivor be male or female. And the game features a new combat system that includes dual wielding weapons. Oh man, Double that sounds like a big blast. I have the axes. <laughs> so is it dual wielding plus your your assassin knife? Like, is it like triple wielding? Like, yes. I don't know how you would do that. I don't know. That'd be kind of interesting mechanic right there to be wielding a weapon and get out the the blade. I was surprised when I was watching the trailer today. Um, I was like, this doesn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game at all up until the end. <laughs> yeah, <I thought> the, <laughs> it was I good. I thought the same thing the first time I watched it. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is Assassin's Creed. See, and I was like, hell yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not a big Assassin's I have not been a big Assassin's Creed fan. I'm not a stealth game. I'm not this. Uh, until Odyssey, when they're like, oh, you don't need to stealth. You can just spec out RPG style as a door kicker with a shield and a fire sword. And I was like, there we go. That's what I've been waiting for. Let me choose how I want to play the game. And they did. And it was amazing. And I've never played 
start to finish an Assassin's Creed game. Like I in Black Flag, I got to the point where I could get on the pirate ship and then I was just a damn pirate the rest of the time. I didn't do any of the story. I was just roaming around and you know, getting treasure. Um but so so with with Odyssey, like I was invested in the story because I didn't have to worry about sneaking through the freaking bushes to kill this guy. I could just jump in through the front gate and just go to town. Like it's difficult in that way. Like you have to know what you're doing, but they gave me the option, which I really like. They give you the option of like, you know, being like the, the tank. They give you an option of, you know, being the stealthy, normal Assassin's Creed. And then they also give you an option of like Archer, like a distance kill, which is, which is cool. And I, I really, I really like that. They started it in origins. I feel like they nailed it in Odyssey and I hope that they bring the same thing over to, uh, Valhalla. Yeah, that that sounds like a definitely interesting game mechanics. Um, yeah, because I just finished its Ezio trilogy last fall, so those those had good mechanics, and uh, I didn't mind them so much. Three three was decent as well. Um, and the reason I haven't gone to Origins and Odyssey is I want to play out the other stories first before I get into the new mechanics with Origins and Odyssey. Um, because mm-hmm. I played, I, I played two Assassin's Creed two, and then I went and played Brotherhood and Revelations. But then I was like, man, I can't leave Ezio Collection sitting without a platinum on Assassin's Creed two, and it was the freaking finding the stupid feathers all over again. They don't tell you where they are, and I did not look forward to it. But I went back to play that after playing Revelations, and the control scheme was so different, and it felt so much different. So I was like, I can't go to Origins yet, and then try to come back and. Um, those yeah. I may not try to plant them when it gets to like Unity and Rogue and Syndicate, and I don't know if you're even able to anymore. I think those have multi multiplayer trophies with them that probably on some of those have been shut down. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, um, we have one more note here on the the game though. Um, as with most Ubisoft and most generic games now, anyway, um, looks like we're getting multiple editions. So I'm guessing you're getting your normal straight up and just get the game and play. And then there's probably a premium or deluxe edition that is uh, it a gold. Is there two? A deluxe yeah, and a gold? yeah. Something like that. Um, the, the regular one, the regular edition of it is actually able to pre-order for $40. Oh, wow. That's a nice price. Yeah. I thought it was 49. It's 39 99. Oh, wow. Yep. So I'm, I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did it. So, um, and then, yeah, another another cool thing is if you buy the Xbox One version, uh, you'll get the Xbox Series X version for free. And I know, like, in the past, like, with, I think it was Battlefield 4, if you had it on Xbox 360, you could pay, like, $10, and you could have it on Xbox One. But I'm I'm glad to see that it's just free this time. Yeah, that'll be nice. And then for PS5, can you just put the PS4 disc in play, potentially? Is that what I was hearing on the... I'm not PS5. sure. Yeah, I think sure. I I think that's um, from when they gave an actual month too. They said all new releases from a, I think it may be July, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, I was gonna say all I thought new, I'd heard July as well. Yeah, all new releases from I think July forward, they have to be able to be played on the PS5, which means that the I guess the the creative. The, the dev builds like those are already being used and already being de- uh, they're developing games for. But I think what they're going to do is start going backwards, hitting the greatest hits 
um, because they want the PlayStation five to be like an easy transition aside mm-hmm. from the price. They want people to be able to like still buy PS four games and play on the PS five. Um, so it's going to be backwards compatible to an extent. And I think some like the PS one is actually really easy to emulate on, on new consoles. So mm-hmm. I think they may have some PS one support, but I think when you get into PS two, PS three, and early PS4, it's when you may have some problems. Yeah, I mean, we would have had answers to all these questions had they continued on with their uh, um, press conference this week. But we will yeah, have. But that to was wait. that was canceled for a great. That was canceled for a really good reason. Yep, I agree. Um, so I'll go just kind of skim over this one real quick. Um, uh, so EA maintains the exclusive Madden NFL license. Uh, they had it for a f- they had it uh, for the last fifteen years. It was really the- that's it. If you wanted to play the football game NFL team, like with the actual players and stuff like that, it it was Madden, uh, and it looks like they've renewed everything, and it's going to be a six year deal. So for the next six years, again, the only. Only football games, NFL like officially licensed like simulation football games are gonna be gonna be Madden. I don't think anyone was surprised. It's EA. It they they like money or they've got money. The NFL likes money. There you go. Um, I kind of hit on this a little bit earlier too for our last news subject, but um, uh, Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront Two and Call of Duty World War Two are now free on PlayStation Plus for June. Um, again, I already have them, so <laughs> I actually have both me. as well. <laughs> um, but I th- I feel like we should uh, maybe in the future start a, uh, a like a PlayStation Plus or Xbox uh, Xbox Gold. Um, we take one of the free games that month and we all play it and do a do a nice little review on one of the free games. <laughs> And we can have the uh, we can have some of the listeners maybe jump on if it's a multiplayer game like Battlefront Two. Like you know, that. is yeah. is that the same? It's not. I don't have an Xbox, so I wouldn't know. But I just got the Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. is do they share games on on those two? Yeah. Any well, yeah. yeah. The the um all of the Xbox uh, Live Gold games, unless it's a console exclusive, like you can't play it on PC it's it's both and like i've the modern warfare the reason i got it for xbox is because it's cross play with pc half the people on my team are on pc are on pcs the other half are on xbox so there's a lot of crossover i'm not going to say it's a hundred percent crossover but there's a lot awesome um yeah battlefront 2 everyone remembers the story with that one but it's a great game now <laughs> they they didn't do great at the beginning, but they did great now. And Call of Duty World War II is really fun. Yeah, until they stopped making, uh, what was it, new content for it? That's official now. They're no longer going to be yeah. making any brand new con- content. Yeah. They'll do updates, yeah. but mm-hmm. nothing more. Yeah. All right. So now we are at kind of our, our, our big question uh, for the for the podcast this week. So as we all know, due to the COVID-19 coronavirus, uh, E3 has been canceled. Um, And it looks like most of the uh, guys are going to the the Nintendo Direct model. It's going to be like a digital event, digital release. Um, So it just just goes out there. 
Um, and there's been the question raised, if this goes well and we get all the information, do they? what does that say for the future of E3? I'd like to get you guys' opinions on that one. Uh, I'll go first. I always really wanted to go to E3 or go to like these video game like press release conventions, but I've never been able to make it. I've never had friends in the press that can get me in. But so like seeing it leave, if that were to be the case, if it doesn't come back, um, really sad because I really wanted to go. But honestly, I from a business standpoint, I think it makes sense. Um, I don't think we really need very much interaction uh, except for, I guess, what could be rehearsed or considered to be rehearsed, you know? Um, yeah. I, I think it makes sense business-wise, but as a consumer, man, I really want to go to those. That's what do you think, Jamie? Uh, I'm in the same boat, man. There's a, I remember in college I had a buddy. He's like, one year we're going to go to E3, and that used to be the talk, man. You know you'd get your Game Pro magazine or your – uh, PlayStation Monthly Magazine or whatever the other ones were at the time, and you'd always get excited around E3 time because usually, you know, I think even back then, we only got one or two really big games a year, it seems like. Um, but now it feels like games get delayed a lot, and sometimes we just get bombarded with games. Was it 2018? I think we didn't really have much that year, but then was it last year? Like, like the floodgates opened, and it was just like game after game after game, and you're like... Man, some of these games feel like they take two months to play, and you got games coming out at a month pace, and you and you feel like you can't keep up. Keep up. Um, so I, I see some good and bad with it, as, with everything. Like, yeah, as a as a consumer and a fan, yeah, I want to go and I want to experience this with my buddies, you know, and see the stuff with my own eyes and kind of get everyone in together at one point to see all the stuff that's going on and stuff that's going to be coming out. But also mm-hmm. I feel lately we're getting to points where also a lot of times they're like, hey, we wanted to show more, but we're, we have to push out by two months or we're pushing out by right. three months. And I don't know. I don't want to say that's the producer's fault or, you know, sometimes it's they, they, they had an idea and they find out it doesn't work, you know, and luckily they figure it out before they launch a game. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, who knows what the world's going to look like here and until we mm-hmm. have like a. A cure or a vaccine for this this new virus that's going out, and Rome will actually potentially be able to do something like this again. Yeah, sometimes it feels like yeah, the Nintendo Direct or those types of things. Sometimes it's just easier to get that type of inter- information, and I think people now kind of crave the to know the information as soon as it's ready, and they don't want to wait. Like they want to know today if if the information is available today, they want it today, and they don't want to wait like three months to hear it. Like yeah. So I think we also got that kind of going on with our society now. Everyone wants to know now what's going on. And as soon as there's like information and people sometimes seem to get upset when they're like, but you knew that two months ago, why didn't you tell me that then? So I could get excited. And you're like, well, now you got to, you're, you're waiting yeah. like six months for it. And you would have been waiting three months to like play mm. the game. Yeah. I don't know if that all made sense, but you know, there's. Yeah, no. yeah it made sense. Um, I feel like um, one thing, just uh, reading articles and stuff on it. Oh, I'm sorry, Pat. What did, how do you uh, I feel just feel it? the same way. They haven't really had, I feel like they haven't really had good content for the last couple of years. So I feel like it's just kind of moot if it doesn't happen when it's supposed to happen. You know? um, but yeah. Yeah. I've been, when I'm reading into it, uh, 
one thing that a lot of the creators are, or like the the, the industry people are, um, not, I guess not happy with is it, the E3 used to be the big hub of where everyone would kind of get together and there'd be collaboration and like, oh, you know, here's so and so that did the art for this game. I want to introduce you to this game director, and then they would, you know, kind of get together and trade ideas. But since they opened E3 up to the public a few years back, it hasn't been so much of that. That that kind of stuff has shifted back to like GamesCon, where it's just industry people. Um, so it's like E3's turned into video game Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. Um, but and like I would love to go there, and I think it would be fun to get some hands-on time with the games that they show, and just be in that atmosphere. I think the atmosphere is the thing that I want the most. That everyone's there, and they're just excited to be there. Video games. It's just, you know what I mean. Um, but at the end of the day, the general, you know, populace, I guess, they want the trailers. They want to see what the games are. Half of them will watch the trailers and never listen to a word of what the game director, or whoever's up there uh, talking. They, they don't care about that. I live for that because I live to see awkward game producers and game <laughs> creators come up there and just throw out horrible puns that nobody laughs at. What is the worst E3 skit? presentation you've ever seen? Ooh, um, the creator of Final Fantasy did something a couple of years ago that was super weird. I, think he I mean, dressed up and everything. There's, you always got to love Reggie Fizeme from uh, uh, "My Body Is Ready" from the Wii. Um, <laughs> that one is a classic. I watched a Bethesda one where they came out. I believe it was for Rage. It was for Rage Two, and they had Andrew WK come out and like play like this rock music and they kept panning to the crowd and it was just a bunch of journalists and like they just they didn't care no one was moving around or dancing or anything and they were just sitting there watching him and then the guy came back and he's like yeah that was pretty good right scattered applause and i'm like <laughs> oh i mike it would have drove it would have drove you crazy i but then, cannot stand awkward situations like that <laughs> But then, you know, Todd Howard came out in his leather jacket and said stuff mildly sexual. And everyone was like, yeah, Todd Howard. Because um, it's Bethesda. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel like if it didn't come back, it would suck because I missed the experience of going there. Not so much the actual thing, you know, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I think we um, all like to see the crowd go nuts when like the Zelda music hits or like there's the Sonic ding or yep. something, right? And they're yep. like, it was like, oh, this is this is what we've been waiting for. You um, know, I'm, I'm going to post a link in the show notes to one of my favorite uh, guys over at Polygon, and he has a whole skit of writing the ultimate E3 presentation, and it is the funniest thing. I have ever seen because of how on the nose it is. So I'll post that in the, in the show notes so you guys can all watch it. It's, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, we've had a bunch of E3 replacement events um, scheduled. Uh, and so these, there's other ones out there, but these are the confirmed ones right now. So we had, we had the, the June 4th PS5 one, 
Um, we know that one's been delayed, but we know it's coming. Uh, June 6th at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, we're getting the Gorilla Collective Live. I don't know what that is, but uh, I'm going to check it out. Also on June 6th, we have the PC Gaming Show that runs from noon Pacific to 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, the next one I'm excited for, June 9th through the 14th, is the Steam Summer Game Festival. Um, so I'm interested to see what that's going to be with the since the last e3 we've had the epic game store launch so i'm interested to see what steam is going to be doing here um i'm also really excited for june 11th the ea live ea play live 2020 goes from 4 p.m pacific uh, it starts at 4 p.m pacific and 7 p.m eastern um there's rumors of a a new star wars game from ea so i my body is ready for that (laughs) um and then June 23rd, we have the New Game Plus Expo, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, on the 27th and the 28th of June, we have the Bit Summit, Gaiden. Uh, and June, uh, July 11th, we have Tenocon. And July 12th, we have the Ubisoft presentation from 12 p.m. Pacific, starting at 12 p.m. Pacific and uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, so, I mean, there's still... there's going to be a big nintendo one in there there's going to be a big bethesda one in there there's you know there's a whole bunch of other ones we're probably going to get a like something from playstation game studios or the new microsoft game studios in there we just don't know when um all right so we're getting on the tail end here um jamie we would like to know what games this year that you are most looking forward to playing? Uh, the, the game that's coming up next for me on is on pre-order is Last of Us 2. Um, I was kind of glad that one got pushed because I think that was supposed to originally come out around Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, so I was kind of glad they got pushed back out here. I think they had originally pushed it to the end of the year and they, they just brought it back up, if I remember right. Um, kind of curious to see where some goes. I've avoided all the spoilers. I haven't looked at any of the spoiler leaks uh, so I, I am trying to stay away from that as much as possible, but I'm looking forward to see what they decided to do with the sequel to the first game, which the first one came out, what, 2013 or so? Yeah, something like that. Uh, that that uh, definitely was a fun little game. I, I enjoyed that one a lot. I have one friend who did get the platinum in that. I did not. I, I got like two trophies in that whole game. <laughs> uh, but I thought that was a very interesting story in the way Naughty Dog did The Last of Us, so I'm looking forward to see... Uh, the way they they handled the rest of the story or the next chapter of the story with this game, uh, Mike, what do you got? Like, okay, everything listed here, and there's way too many games. <laughs> right. To be perfectly honest, um, so I just looking at the June 2020 releases. Valorant released today, so I'm like signing up for it right now. <laughs> um, uh, but so. I won't get into the other ones, but Jamie, yeah, Last of Us 2, really, really, I'm really excited for that one. Um, Ghost of of Tsushima is one that just captivated my attention the past couple of weeks. It's, I think it's incorrectly being compared to Sekiro. Um, The thing is, Sekiro uses a totally different engine, and... Uh, Ghost of Tsushima looks like it uses whatever engine that Infamous used. Um, 
because the of the jumps and the movements and everything, the mechanics seem a little bit different. But that, it definitely does take a lot of inspiration from Sekiro. So there's two. How many do you guys know very much about this? Did you watch the 20 minute trailer? Yes, I uh, I watched the 20 minute trailer and some of the the gameplay, and it looked beautiful. Oh, so let me tell you, it got me into samurai movies. <laughs> I started like I have watched started watching seven samurai movies. Oh yeah, not All just Kurosawa. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We I watched that one last week. Um, yeah, I've watched a, a ton of samurai movies now because um, I played the I've played the ninja before. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the ninja doesn't look fun, but just just the idea that like I can walk up to a fort and like defeat somebody and not approval and then kill them like that's just really cool. Mm-hmm. It's just badass. Um, th- that game just looks it looks beautiful the fact that the wind guides you mm. um, people say it's uh people are calling it breath of kurosawa because it's breath of the wild yeah. and yeah i i could agree kurosawa. with that um but you can also run it in black and white with film grain so it looks That's like a samurai awesome. movie oh wow. awesome so i'm really stoked for that um and yeah, of course, all these other ones that are listed. In fact, uh, I'm not. Yeah, I, I'll just get into it later. But yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is probably the one I have listed. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait for these other ones. Yeah, and, I'm with you there too, Mike. Uh, Pat, yours is one that we kind of talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. I got excited because I found out you get to play a girl. So I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They're also <laughs> releasing a new expansion for Sims in two days. But I remembered. <laughs> the last minute and i'm not really excited for that but i'm excited because you get to do stuff in a dumpster now (laughs) (laughs) right in the dumpster (laughs) um yeah uh and mine is uh cyberpunk yeah feelings on this one too go ahead so pretty oh man cyberpunk i have been on a cyberpunk kick for years um just so first off, the studio that makes it, um, you know, they CD Project Red. Yeah, CD Project Red. They've they've got they've got a good, um, I, I guess a good streak, running streak, track record. Yeah, track record. I really liked Witcher Three. I need to I, I need to be upfront though. I never finished Witcher Three um, simply because, um, like I was moving across the country. I got close to the end. But then when I did my move, uh, the game had to be put away for two months and I just barely got it. And now I'm into other games. So I haven't finished The Witcher 3, but I, it did get me into the books, the way how they made the game and introduced the characters. It's just it's just really good. So first, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk has that legacy, right? But Cyberpunk in general is awesome. Um, the fact that you can like modify your body to give you, you give yourself a different type of ability tree. Um they said they they people asked is it possible to do a non-lethal run and they're like i guess it is like they were figuring it out as they were being asked the question they're like they look at each other like yeah you could but why would you do that um i'm also a big fan of cyberpunk books and so i want to see i never played the tabletop game i've read the rule set that this is based off of and mike pondsmith um he is you know, I, I I think it's also worth noting that Mike Pondsmith, who is also one of the big creative guys behind it, and he wrote the ta- the tabletop uh, game, 
Uh, he's black creator in case anyone would be interested in giving that a shot. He's really good at his craft. This dude is, is amazing. Um, yeah, so I've I've read two of the rule sets. I can't wait to get the newest rule set. I love Cyberpunk. I love the legacy it comes from. I can go on, man. I can yeah. go on. See, and I like it because it looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was I, I was like, I was like, man, that looks gorgeous. And Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. But you know the 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 good sign about it is like when I forgot to mention Keanu Reeves. Right. <laughs> right. Because right. there's so many pluses. Right. But yeah, Keanu Reeves. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So those are those are all solid games. I'm ready to play all of them. All right, we're going to end the episode, and I'm going to read you guys off some of the June 2020 releases. In case you are wondering, as Mike said earlier, Valorant uh, came out today, June 2nd, on PC. And also, some of these games I've never heard of, but I'm going to let you know anyway because maybe you have heard them or you've been waiting for something. So here we go. Uh, Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics. It's coming out June 5th for Switch. Command & Conquer Remastered Collection is coming out June 5th for PC. Uh, the Outer Worlds is coming out on June 5th for Switch. Uh, Grounded, June 9th for Xbox One and PC. Desperados 3 on June 16th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Disintegration is coming out June 16th for PS4, Xbox, and PC. Burnout Paradise Remastered is coming out June 19th for the Switch. Last of Us Part 2 is coming out June 19th for PS4. Little Town Hero is coming out June 23rd for PS4. And here we go. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom <laughs> Rehydrated is coming out June 23rd for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Totally excited for that one. <laughs> Ninjala is coming out uh June 23rd for Switch. Fairy Tale will be coming out June 26th for PS4, Switch, and PC. Uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 will be coming out June 30th for the Switch. And the Pokemon Sword and Shield, the Isle of Armor expansion, will be coming out sometime in June. We just do not have a release date for it yet. Is Fairy Tale based off of the anime? I don't know. I wish I did. <laughs> Is that a good anime? I've enjoyed what I've watched of it. I have heard tons of great things. It's a, Our friend yeah. Gina is all <laughs> into it. She's got a fairy tale tattoo. So many people have fairy tale tattoos. It's obnoxious. <laughs> but yeah, but how many people do you know that has a giant piccolo on their arm? <laughs> just one. Just me. One. Uh, <laughs> just one super nerd. Uh, all right, guys. Um, Anyone else have any final thoughts or anything to say before we do the do the business at the end of this? Play games. You heard him. Play game the game. Harder. Game harder. Play more games. <laughs> um, nothing. No. Okay. Um, so game harder. You <laughs> just co-opted game harder. Um, about to be the podcast motto. Um, <laughs> I think I text that to Luke all the time after I get a plan. I'm like, game harder. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm playing Xbox. Game harder. Okay. Um, but all right. Uh, so we also, in conjunction with a bunch of other podcasts, launched a new uh, podcast network called the Geek Nerd Network. Um, my other podcast, uh, Nerd Dome Podcast, is on there. Uh, we have the Freaky Geeks Podcast. We have the Fandom Podcast. We are there. Uh, push my buttons games and and a lot more um 
and we just kind of we just we launched uh just june is kind of our hard launch where we're going to be playing a lot of promos and stuff so after this you will hear a promo for either the network or another show on our network i it, it would mean a lot to me if you guys go ahead and tuned in to whatever show that we we play at the end of here because um i think you'll like it um you can find our stuff as you have in the past on you know any of your podcatching uh, devices as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. Uh, we have a YouTube channel called Push My Buttons Games, and we're working with uh, some other members of the some non podcast members of the uh, uh, Push My Buttons Game family, and we're going to be doing a lot more streaming. Um, find us on Twitch too uh, at. Uh, push my buttons games uh you can find us on instagram also push my buttons games twitter is push my buttons pc um on facebook we're also push my buttons games and then again geek nerd network gnn we're over there great stuff um if you guys have like i said earlier any comments or suggestions for our next um uh, bracket challenge uh go ahead and put them down there uh make sure you look at the most uh disturbing picture of tails the fox and watch the um perfect e3 presentation video that we link in the show notes uh guys it's been fun yeah it really has yep. man. this was fun chatting with you guys about some games yeah and don't worry it won't be a year <laughs> we'll be back bye we promise. Bye. 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 <laughs>Oh, I'm the podcaster without fear, Luke. I'm the uncanny Ryan. I am Kylie the Poodinger. I am the superior Caitlin. And I am the agitated Kyle. And, and we, we are most of the Nerd Dome Podcast. Every Friday, some variation of this group gets together and talks about all things nerd. The newest stuff in TV, movies, comics, video games, and more. So join us in the Dome every Friday to hear all things nerd. From a bunch of people who are probably a bit too into it.